Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my runtime girl. Oh, babes. Welcome. Welcome back. This is Kate. I'm Kate. Me. That's a name that I use to identify as a being in the sweet little mortal flesh suit. <clears throat> Y'all know about the book of Mary Magdalene and Judas and all that, eh? I mean, last time I talked about, um, what was his name? Enoch? Book of Enoch? I almost said Epoch, because I'm like, ha ha, Freudian slip. <laughs> so you know what, I was going to just yammer a little bit for a few minutes. Maybe this will be a quick one. Let's take a sip of coffee. And I'm going to roll myself a little J. Talk about something I'm feeling right now. The gift of 2020 for me gift of 2020. There has been many an invitation throughout this year to review, reorganize, reprioritize, rebirth. There's a lot. And for me, my spirituality Ramdas says, I believe it's Ramdas, everything is rumor until it lives in the body. And that is the thing, right? <clears throat> it's not a cute little conversation, it's fucking real. Like, a rumor is something somebody's told you that you have not witnessed yet yourself. So we can learn things from people, and we can take ideas from teachers and friends, and we can walk around speaking these things until some point we experience it for ourselves, and the intelligent uh, subtle energies of the body and the multiple bodies physical energetic emotional it really sinks in different layers there's somebody i used to date uh, leo he was a leo Good lord, that was the only Leo I ever dated, and it was like the shortest. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius, and dates Aquarius through and through. But, um, he said something to me once, he was like, oh, your face changed. Isn't it fascinating when, when you've been with someone, and you witness that moment that their face changes? And it really blew my mind. there was somebody else talking about that, noticing that, understanding that. And none of us were talking about Ram Dass then. I was like, 15 years ago. <laughs> I mean, people were, but it wasn't in my, you know, orbit yet. But I thought, man, this fucking person knows. Something I'd always thought about, but they had started to put words to it. So that these two different things were something like the body knows, and then you find ways to communicate it, and then there's the way of communicating, and then teaching the body. This is something in the theater world we call building a character from the outside in or the inside out. You can either put clothing on, and circumstances on, uh, make a face with your that like is the character, right? Start to work through um, all the external experiences that inform a character. Some actors do both, some actors do one or the other better. 
Then there's building a character from the inside out, which is like, how do they move? <clears throat> how do they speak? You know, where's their center of gravity? Um, really, like, you, how do they walk? How do they gesture? It's very interesting once you start to physically mimic something else, then like a voice shows up and mannerisms show up. Building a character from the inside out or the outside in. This dis-ease, illness, life, reality, it's all, it's this du- I wouldn't say duplicitous, but that's not right. It's a pol polarity and a duality. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, this is something that I've really been chewing on for the last nine months. And it's been a little turbulent at times. And where I'm sort of arriving right now is as a liberation from the dogma of spiritual journeying. And I'm okay with that. And all the things are falling away like tarot cards and fucking, I don't know, even the astrology is just, <clears throat> to a point, it all comes back to us being one, to us being all connected, to the subtle energies of a body being brilliant and intelligent, and I've been working with a, this woman on this gown, this like, spiritual fucking costume, whatever it started out as and what it's becoming. It's We've been working on it over a year, and it's funny. We laugh because it's like, of course it's been this confusing and then strange to work on this thing with all of our objectives changing. However, the last time we spoke, just a few days ago, she was in her car because her two daughters were like, if you say another fucking spiritual thing, we're going to lose our fucking mind. <laughs> Because it is. We've got to the point where these things can really help us, and then they can become a crutch. And we're, like, supposed to use these tools to go in and build trust with ourselves and faith for ourselves and our own conscious reality, which is in collaboration with the micro-macro. Right. So, yeah, we need these things to jumpstart ourselves. And the spiritual world definitely helps us turn pages in our lives. It's just... You have to be just as fucking human. You have to shit and eat and sleep and do laundry <laughs> and age and heal and and it's not mundane. That's I think that's what it is. Like that's fucking spirituality, y'all. And the chop wood carry water as faith. It's something that my sweat lodge teacher talks about a lot. And I really understood it in a very rumor way, you know? I, like, mentally understood it. And yet, this invitation the last few months... has been that, an invitation to really live it. To be human. this spiritual experience. And I start talking, I haven't even rolled a J yet.
that's a normal thing. I'm like, I'm going to smoke weed and talk to you guys. And then I get so excited. Doesn't even happen. But, well, half the time it does happen. I think you can tell when I've... <laughs> when I've actually smoked. Uh, things get a little more rambly. <laughs> a little less calm. Oh my guys. Oh, my crutches are. I've run out of crutches. I'm going to have to... Nope. Yep, make my own. Game on. So, I think that I would have, like, really had a problem. I think I did have issues around this when I started this quarantine. And I was afraid of this. I was afraid of not being a nice, good person. I was afraid of being sick and trying to help other people. I was afraid <laughs> of my anger. Uh, you know, it's layers. For fuck's sake, it's layers. And I was afraid because I really had all these things that I thought I had to keep using as tools that I am really sick of. <laughs> I'm so sick of the self-help slogans. I'm so sick of the mantras. I'm so fucking over it. I'm, I told myself not to say that anymore. Not to say I'm tired or I'm sick because I don't want to manifest that. I am moving on from needing that level. Um, I need it to live in my body. And I have experience with things that give me help with that. I mean, my noia around dieta diet, sacred plant diet. Um, has given me more more sense of root embodiment of this than ever and I can't really bottle up that experience or facilitate it always for y'all but I know that when you're ready and you go on your journey it'll meet you in whatever way or form it's really what it is it's once we start leaning in just like the TRE, the trauma release exercise, and the polyvagal theory talk about, we have to meet all the shit, all the trauma. And we have to really understand it for ourselves. And this is, you know, I've talked about the placebo. Like, the more we do this, the more we put it in our body. I, my husband has a real, like, <laughs> time with this. And I feel like most humanity has a real issue around totally viscerally understanding why you need to practice regularly, legitimately, anything. And it can shift and change. Like, you can set up a time to have your own, I have 15 minutes a day, say, I have 15 minutes a day to do my fucking thing. Whatever the fuck that is. And it could be anything, any time of day, in any capacity. Maybe it's 15 minutes to not have any structure because... You're hella Virgo about shit, and you're super organized and structured, and you need to just not. Maybe, maybe you're always free, flowy in form, and you need to do something that's planned at like 15 minutes. Is like, this is what I do. I don't know, whatever the fuck you need to do. It's gonna change. Day, month, year, your age, it's going to change. You could keep doing the same thing over and over again as a practice, not a destination. Practice is literally what it is. You practice drawing, you practice music, you practice your arithmetic, you 
practice driving, you practice cooking, you practice everything every time you do it. I'm never done with laundry. <laughs> Chop wood carry water, bitches. Never done with laundry. Always gonna have to do more laundry. Laundry is a chance to practice where is my mental state when I'm doing these essential activities of caring for myself. Am I annoyed that I'm doing the laundry again? Or am I proud? Oh my God, the smell of fresh laundry, proud of it? You know, like, you know, gotta finish rolling this J. So there's this place where, okay, I'm an extremist. And if any of you actually know me, you're probably laughing because it's true. If I do something, I have to go like 200%. I get a bit what my people may be like over invested or obsessive often in things, but I burn through them quickly. So if you know me well, you know that it's like going to move, right? People who don't know me that well may get a bit concerned because they're like, for a few months, you became really fucking obsessed with this. Or for six months, all you did was listen to these like 12 astrologers obsessively. But what I do is I start to hear things and see things and narrow down, whittle who I'm interested in. You know, I'm listening for things and I'm searching and, I, and then I see who they're talking about. And I start to create a whole nother, I start to pull the frame open more, right? Instead of it being a narrow scope that I'm looking through, I'm trying to feel out all my peripheries and pull and push and carve more perspective. And what I tend to do is get a bit fucking extreme about a thing until I feel really satiated with it. And often then that thing starts to live in me in a different sense that's a bit more desperate and obsessive and um, like very surfacey, right? And I think this is what the practice is, is you learn things and you practice them. And if you were to try to learn an instrument, you're going to practice it. You need to practice it as often as possible, especially if you want to get good at it. You'd have to literally plug in more time practicing it often. And this is spirituality, especially because our brain is this mushy thing that just wants to reset like a little calculator all the time and we have to keep pulling it back. But, um... It's not, it's not, again, it's, it's not a destination. Okay, okay, okay. Dev, I told you about my north-south node and, like, how I have, like, lifetimes of extreme fucking restriction. And, you know, like, the joke is, like, I've spent those lifetimes in monastic extremes, in, in fasting and silence and perg purging and you know all that shit there goes all my weed <laughs> anyways i have and i was doing it all because a lot of the time when you're doing that extreme shit you think you're going to what ascent nirvana heaven shambhala agartha like whatever the fuck it is in your belief system we're all working towards i mean this is okay this wraps around to this idea okay i wrote this thing I wrote this thing, and I've been meaning to do a whole podcast on it, but because this. 
It's this concept all right here. Are you ready? A good person is someone that you have made up in your mind. Just imagine the stereotype. If you were to say, I want to be a good person, and someone's like, what is a good person? You have all these ideas, don't you? All these associations. I do. I'm, I'm not going to say I don't. I'm st I, Literally, this is what we're working through. It's not a, oh, I fixed my shit in my mind, and now I can move on, sir. No, 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 no. This is like, hey, lifetimes of learning. That, like, the right to be in heaven. <laughs> Gina and I will be doing a whole episode about here. This is like hell on earth. <laughs> but um, I believe that this life that I have right now, which I will say for the record is my last human incarnation due to many knowledgeable things about it. I know it is. And I'm relieved as fuck, but that this is my permission to do whatever the fuck I want. I realize that being absolutely human is the journey. And absolutely human is still my journey in this life. <laughs> you know, it's not about it's not about doing it perfect. It's not about even being a good person. Because what is a good person? I'm gonna bet that you have all kinds of beliefs about it and that someone else has different beliefs about it and that you and I and all of the other people in the room could sit down and write down what we think a good person is. And there, yes, will be a lot of similar crossover. Those crossovers are big assumptions. They are big, stereotypical, archetypal, conglomerate biases. Good person. Hindsight, baby. Hindsight. A good person now is probably a good person 300 years ago. But if we're all going to start to narrow down good people on particular characteristics, we might have a little bit of a disagreement across generations and time, huh? I mean, the, the vague stuff starts there, but... This is the whole practice. This is the practice. The practice being a human. Practice doing things. Practice negotiating shit. Stop assuming everything. I think... that humanness has helped me understand spirituality deeper. Yeah, that's that's right. That's why I said just allowing myself to be utterly human has helped me ground my faith. I don't even know if it's spirituality anymore. My faith. So there's this movie and I have no idea what it is. So if any of you do, you get bonus points. Just kidding. There's no such thing as grades or bonus points here. But I'll be cool. I'm sure somebody knows what I'll be talking about. So there's this movie. Right. Oh, I finally rolled this joint 20 minutes later. And in the movie, there's a man who has a quest. Because, of course, men always get the fun shit. 
<laughs> Don't worry. We're coming up. We're coming up, girls. <clears throat> so. He has a quest. I believe it's supposed to be a good one. I can't remember. Again. And he has to start the quest by climbing a mountain to a particular camp where he has to go and get a shave from a gentleman who is a barber, right, in this camp of this mountain. I mean, don't ask about the logic. As an actor, I can't even start with how illogical 95% of the movies are. But we'll just <coughs> go with this, okay? <coughs> so, dude, this is how I feel about Faith. Dude has to go up, start his, what, the Oracle. Basically, it's like a, the Odyssey kind of put into a different kind of extreme action movie kind of vibe. Even though it is an amazing action movie itself. Dude has to go get a shave on the mountaintop from this barber. And the shave is kind of like an Oracle experience. And, of course, it's very cryptic and cold, and everyone's really gruff, and, and the barber's like, come in, just sit down, I know why you're here. Bah, 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 bah. Toxic masculine. Bah. <laughs> and the guy sits down. And they're building up the scene to feel like you don't know if the barber's gonna, like, kill him or something. It's very strange how they have to add this, like, I don't even agree with it. Oh, my God, I should just start a movie review, because I can't even stand it. Let me back to the story. So he sits down in the chair, guy brings out his straight razor, and he's like, okay, so here's the deal. I gotta give you a shave. And I have to do my absolute damnedest to be a master of this shave and not cut you. However, if I don't cut you, it will be a very bad omen for your trip. It will be very treacherous. And if I do cut you, it will be a very good omen for your trip. You will be very successful. But you see, my job <coughs> is to do my best at my masterful shave and try not to cut you. And this is my understanding of what it is to be human and what it is to live life. You have to kind of make some uh, allowances in your own mind and figure out how it fits for you, but this makes sense to me. That I'm going to practice mastering this thing. And I'm going to do this as best as I can. But actually, it's the slight flaw. This is what I found. We are born into a space of conflict and contrast. We only want what we can't have. Trauma, when we process and heal it, can make us more resilient, strong. And some of the most masterful creations, all of them, are perfectly imperfect. I once was watching this, uh, this dude is like the treehouse master. He's got like a reality show. He's up in Washington. And he once was building this outdoor... I don't know, Mar Montessori or Waldorf type of school. And he made a face of an owl, and the owl's beak was just slightly askew. And he's like, well, if you look at, like, anything in nature, everything is absolutely perfectly Im imperfect. <coughs> and I loved that, and I laughed at it, because every sacred item of mine has a major flaw. Um, when I was down, this started, actually, 
to become apparent to me when I was down in Peru doing work being initiated into a lineage there. And after a very profound ceremony, talking to God, <coughs> the divine creatrix, um, <coughs> I left ceremony space. Everybody did. Everyone went to bed. Everyone got up the next day. I went to back into the ceremony space to pick up a few items because I had a little altar cloth with some crystals and things on it, as we all kind of did. And I noticed there was an enormous hole burned in the side of my cloth, but nowhere else. Not on the floor, not against the wall, none of it. Then my kushma, which is this powerful garment. I remember I was giving a smoke bath, and everyone was laughing and talking, and everyone was doing the same thing. And we all joked about accidentally lighting ourselves on fire or whatever, but all of a sudden, whoop, there goes mine. So I have a big chunk taken out of it. My pipe, my sacred pipes, all have these weird, wild, strange little anomalies of them that are like bent or crooked. And, um, I've become to really understand that a lesson from my own was about this being good, being good, and a good person really rippled out to me to this extreme. It does. It subtly infiltrates everything. How I was dressing, how I was speaking, how I was maintaining my life. Like right now, I'm really like downsizing and organizing and trying to be more impeccable with the things that I have. But it's not the same as before I started <laughs> getting all my shit fucked up in ceremony. I was, uh, I used to be one of those people that like, I would keep something in a container in the wrapping until I felt like it was like the perfect time to use it. I really held on to things. And um, there's too much loss in my life to do that anymore. But now the joke is, is the spirit just is helping me. <laughs> She's like, you're like handling these items too preciously. It doesn't, you're not a better person you don't have a higher faith. You're not more committed by like handling things well or perfectly. If you break something, it's an it's it's energy. It's an accident. Like it's also maybe meant to happen. Like it's not about you. <laughs> like keeping the the sacred cup absolutely perfect and not don't drop it and dent it. You know, fuck it. There's too much in that. There's too much preciousness. Too much piousness. This, this builds the dogma. And so all the tools are going. I'm, I'm like downsizing all of it. Letting go, letting go, letting go. Like the last conversation I had with y'all about ceremony, well, before last. You know, ceremony is a state of mind. You don't need anything besides your own heart, soul mind, body, to do anything. Don't need it. And, um, <clears throat> there's such flexibility. Our concepts, our ideas of what is or isn't, what's good or bad, start to draw lines. Everything has this polarity, and I do believe that we are also moving into a time of, like, 
such exhaustion with category. I mean, this is my hope. I'm like, let's just lean the fuck in. Let's just exhaust ourselves with all these titles and categories and ways of being so that it can be all just combust onto the other side of omnipresence. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's a journey. It's a practice. We are, we are just here practicing this. So... There's a couple of things to kind of sit with, I guess, today, huh? I mean, what if everything was stripped away? <clears throat> or given? Or left? Or shifted? What if... What if all you have is you? There's one thing. The other thing... The quality of people we surround ourselves with. Ooh, that's big. Because <laughs> there are reflections. Like before there were mirrors, we did each other's hair. You know, the whole like, why didn't someone tell me I had something in my teeth? It's embarrassing not to. We've forgotten that not in a bad way are we each other's mirrors. Like everyone's throwing this around, like just mirroring a mirror and you're, I'm a mirror and you're a mirror and we're all mirrors, right? Because you know that mirrors were an invention around the Renaissance. I think therefore I am is because they figured out glass blowing and mirrors, silver backing it. <laughs> but like we didn't have mirrors and so you take care of each other, help each other. Also, expressing yourself from the inside out instead of the outside in. Eh, who knows where I'll be in a few months from now. But I'm appreciating the spiritual attic cleaning that I've been doing. <laughs> the minimizing of externalized um, beliefs and and just I think the practice is we don't know where the fuck we're going at all everyone had these preconceived notions and that was part of my fucking medicine for a time was living in the space where I leave, lived in a non uh, preconception kind. none of that makes sense what I'm saying but you get it right like, and now everything's just all fucking up in the air. So if it's about not knowing where the fuck we're going, then um, the answers that used to be answers are finally, I don't think they ever were answers, concepts, theories. But now they're back to that, and we get to experience something else. Chop wood, carry water. What is faith? In a totally different, new old way <laughs> you know faith in yourself what is that that like whatever you are and whomever you are and whatever your path is that you have faith in that that's right for you and that it doesn't have to look a certain way 
It's not good. It's not bad. It's not... It doesn't need to be anything. But you have faith in yourself. I think this is the thing that will help us as humans step into that next place of non-reactivity and to build true revolution is um, the work we have been doing has been incredibly important. It's all part of the fucking journey. Why I'm shifting out of the service industry in this healing, mending world right now is because I know there are so many people that are so excited, that are loving doing this, that are ready to help on so many different levels. And I understand what actually feeds me and makes me happy is shifting and changing. And that doesn't make me a bad person. And also, um, it's legitimately I am who I am and I offer what I offer. ride just do you boo there's this last line of this song that I love that I wrote from um, my work with ayahuasca and it's I think it's four or five verses but the last one is mama ayahuasca Set me free, Mama Ayahuasca. Set me free, help me learn to fly up high from my darkness into my light Mama was God set me free but it's this next one ready Mama that ayahuasca's told me is you are already everything you need to be happy once more you are already everything you need 
to be happy. And we say it in first person. I am everything I need to be happy. No more, no less. You are absolutely, perfectly imperfect, and who you are is necessary to the entire cosmic consciousness. I fucking love you. Go out there and do you, boo.